Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. In today's program, we bring you an experience-sharing article from the 2022 Minghui Team's FA Conference entitled Letting Go of My Arrogance and of Validating Myself by a Falun Dafa Practitioner Outside of China. The article was published on the Minghui website on October 6, 2022. Greetings, esteemed master and fellow practitioners. I got myself into a somewhat long-term disagreement with some practitioners regarding rewriting practitioners' articles and for their use of modern writing practices. I faced the issue when practitioners criticized Chinese practitioners and their articles in what I believed to be an arrogant manner. I've always felt the practitioners in China were on the front lines and doing the majority of the heavy lifting. I greatly respect them and believe we are all one body. When I was the only practitioner in my city, I opened the English-language Minghui website and read their articles. I learned a lot from them and felt a sort of connection and kinship with them. So I guess I took it personally when I thought I heard fellow practitioners belittling them. I felt they did so in order to validate themselves. I felt that they were implying the Chinese practitioners' articles were far beneath their own English grammar and writing skills. Then, at two different in-person Fahui events, the European Minghui practitioners said that the rewritten English articles were poor representations of the original Chinese versions. The Europeans have to use articles from English Minghui to translate into their own language for their websites. Instead of any response or intent to understand and look within or cooperate, there was instead a silence. I found the same arrogant response after I referenced teacher's postscript at the end of Juan Falun a couple of times. Instead of a genuine intent to understand me, the practitioner I was speaking with asked teacher himself if we need to read the postscript at the end of Juan Falun. I couldn't believe it. I felt so bad we had bothered teacher about this, yet I kept pointing out what I saw as their wrongdoings, their rewriting practitioner's articles, and their use of corrupted modern approaches to writing and grammar. As they did not agree with my complaints, my attachments came up, and I became arrogant toward them. All the while, I kept hearing teacher's poem in my mind from Who's Right, Who's Wrong. Quote, As a cultivator, one always looks for one's own faults. It is the way to get rid of attachments most effectively. There's no way to skip ordeals, big or small. During a conflict, if you can't remember he's right and I'm wrong, what's to dispute? Unquote. As I kept hearing teacher's poem in my mind, it became easier for me to say, he's right and I'm wrong. I knew this is exactly what I had to do, to look within for my own faults. I found attachments to being right, being competitive, wanting to correct others, resentment, and so on. I was making progress regarding these attachments, but I felt there was more I was missing. Then I asked teacher, what am I missing? A response came to my mind. You don't always have to be the expert. I saw that at work, people approach me believing that I'm an expert, and thus seek my help, guidance, opinion, and so on. I realized that I wanted to stay in this mode and correct what I thought to be wrong. I felt frustrated with those practitioners who could not see their errors, nor correct what I believed to be wrong. 
I also found that I was resenting having to keep correcting such practitioners. Eventually, I found something even more deeply hidden inside me, the attachment to showing off and validating myself. I was also being arrogant. This is what I had originally seen as a problem in the practitioners I wanted to correct. In the course of all of this, one practitioner told me that I am like the person who was walking in the street, waving teacher's book, claiming that he was not afraid of traffic. I asked myself if I'm really like that. On the surface, I couldn't see that I was, but wasn't that person showing off and validating himself? I have been like that person. My human attachments made me want to validate myself, my human side, or my fake self. So isn't it a good thing that I have to look within, can find these attachments, and work on eliminating them, instead of being directed by them? Now I can say thank you, from deep in my heart, to any fellow practitioners with whom I've disagreed. I can say I'm sorry if I have offended you. I memorize the fob when I'm driving to work. When I find myself struggling with a passage, there's usually a reason for it. Once when I was tripping over a couple of passages, I realized that there was a rationale I had to find. One was about following the Dafa principle of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance, instead of the standards of ordinary people. This told me that I had to look within instead of using the ordinary means of competing and contesting. After I looked within and saw how I was still reverting to human ways, I stopped having a problem with this passage. The second passage where I experienced problems was about assimilating to the Fa. In Lecture 1 from Juan Falun, Master says, quote, as a cultivator, if you assimilate yourself to this characteristic, you are one who has attained the Tao. It is just such a simple principle. Unquote. I was adding the word can, that is, if you can assimilate yourself to this characteristic. Well, it's not that I can assimilate to it, it's that I will assimilate to it. Finding my attachments, however small or large they may be, that are keeping me from assimilating to the Fa and correcting them, is a process of actually assimilating to truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. Sometimes I review the edits that are made to the articles I polish to see how am I doing. Just now, I meant to write to see how I can improve, but I wrote to see how I am doing. This means that I am still validating myself. It seems like an endless road. Anyway, when I recently looked at a few articles, I had a negative reaction to a disagreement one change. Then I immediately corrected my thinking to say, different practitioners have different understandings. Maybe they're right and I'm wrong. Let's agree to disagree. If there's a problem with it, someone else can discover it. I'm working on correcting myself now, and I felt very light and pleasant about it. I don't like to admit these shortcomings when I'm with practitioners. That's another attachment called saving face and a form of self-validation. However, I feel very light and happy doing this. In the future, I hope to point anything out with compassion, which means others can accept it or not, and to be a better particle of our one body. Perhaps I can just correct something without having to correct the other person, or without trying to use it to validate myself. I know I'm not there yet. For instance, toward the end of August, I had an opportunity to cultivate my speech and did not. Inappropriate speech comes from inappropriate thoughts. When I see an article that I believe is stripped down to nothing, I want to say it must be a product of the rewriting team. 
I knew that this was a resentment and a need to validate myself. Aren't I belittling others? Aren't I doing what I say I'm correcting in others? It is from my human side or fake self, not my true self. I do not want to have any negative thoughts about fellow practitioners or about any rewritten or other articles on English language Minghui or about anything. I will keep looking for signs of this and correct them. In fact, the next morning after I wrote this, as I was waking up, a negative thought came to my mind about something a fellow practitioner had said to me in the project meeting the day before. I stopped that negative thought before it developed, saying, If you continue, I'm going to apply it to myself. I will use it to look at myself. The thought stopped. As I got out of bed, I felt as light as air, as if there was nothing for anything negative to stick to. I went into the kitchen and could see teacher's picture in another room. I said to teacher, I'm improving. I was very happy, and teacher seemed to smile. Thank you, master, for your immense compassion. Thank you, fellow practitioners, for your help. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.